Hi, friends. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Good Morning Family, a podcast of my weekly sermons. Who knows? Maybe I'll throw in a special sermon for you every now and then. I hope this podcast is good news for you. If you find these words helpful, please rate and review my podcast on iTunes or on whatever host you found it. Thanks for your help and for being part of the family. And now, here's this week's sermon. Listen and enjoy. Good morning, family. Thanks for joining me today. I trust that you are doing well. For the past few weeks, we've been exploring what it means to be a disciple or a follower of Jesus. What does it mean to be his disciple? What does it mean to live in relationship with him? Don't you think that it's extraordinary that Jesus wants to have a relationship with you? In our passage this morning, Jesus invites everyone, regardless of their social standing or economic status, regardless of any other factor, into relationship with him. Let's hear what he has to say. Hear the word of the Lord. At that time, Jesus said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father. And no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I don't know if you noticed it or not, but our passage this morning is a prayer. Jesus, the Son, prays to God the Father. And first of all, Jesus thanks God for making him known to people. Now, Jesus' disciples were ordinary people like you and me. The people who heard Jesus preach and came to understand God better were ordinary people. The people who experienced Jesus' miracles were ordinary people. It's okay to be ordinary. And in this prayer, Jesus thanks God that common, ordinary people were able to understand his words, while people who thought of themselves as wise and intelligent completely missed his message. In the Old Testament, the prophet Isaiah predicted that when the Messiah comes, the lowly shall once again rejoice in the Lord, and the poorest of men will exult in the Holy One of Israel. In Jesus, the people, the ordinary folks, heard the good news and rejoiced. They recognized the glory of God and praised Him. 
So Jesus thanks God for that. But then Jesus shifts gears a bit and says something for the sake of his listeners. He says, All things have been handed over to me by my Father. And no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. The phrase, all things, is what Jesus just gave thanks for. That God, the Creator, cherishes all the creatures of his hand, even and especially the ordinary folks. The accomplishment of this all things has been placed in the hands of Jesus himself. In this prayer, in these words, Jesus assumes a status of sonship, which is unique and maybe also unthinkable. There's more. Jesus alone is able to reveal to whomever he chooses the truth that God is truly our Father. He is the giver of life and breath. He is the source of meaning and of love in our lives. Then finally, we come to the most astonishing words of all. Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. After praising God, after revealing his own part in God's kingdom, Jesus turns directly to the childlike of the world, the ordinary folks, and he speaks to them. He speaks to us. Certainly, we may include ourselves among them. Surely, there are moments when all of us know that we are neither wise nor clever, but rather to be numbered, not just among the ordinary, but among those who are heavily burdened. Imagine that. This itinerant rabbi stretches out his arms to the whole world and says, Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Where did he get this wisdom? Isn't this the carpenter's son? How can he promise all men and women rest for their souls? Jesus can say these things because he knows the secrets of his father's heart. Jesus knows that God loves his people with an everlasting love. He knows himself to be the fullness of his father's love and of his power to redeem. And so he dares to say, come to me, take my yoke upon your shoulders, learn from me. No wonder then that the Book of Common Prayer calls these comfortable words. But the adjective comfortable here must be understood here is its root meaning of strengthening. Often when I conduct a funeral, I will talk about comfort. And I sometimes point out that the word comfort does not mean to make someone feel good. Comfort literally means to be stronger or to make stronger together. These are comforting words. But these are not easy words. With them, Jesus offers us rest along with a new burden. Take my yoke upon your shoulders. For his first hearers, Jesus contrasted the burden of the old law 
that comes from the Old Testament with that of his new law. His new yoke is the weight of personal commitment to him. We call it discipleship. But his disciples soon learned that following Jesus obliged them to take on yet another burden. In Matthew chapter 16, Jesus invites his followers to take up their cross and follow me. If this is the yoke that Jesus invites us to shoulder, how can he say it is easy? How can the burden of the cross be light? I don't think that any of us can answer those questions. They are hidden in the heart of the Christian mystery that God's love of us must be expressed in the suffering and the splendor of the cross. But Jesus is not offering us an explanation here. Instead, he is inviting us to come to him and to share his life. He calls us to be at one with his Father, who is the source of our life, and his life as well. The invitation to come leads us into the very life of God. One interested party is not identified by name in this passage, the Holy Spirit, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. But if we accept the invitation, if we give ourselves over to these words and to the reality that they name, then how can we doubt that the Holy Spirit, whom Jesus calls the Comforter, is already working within us? The Holy Spirit is the love of God at work in our lives. Jesus never lays a burden on us that we cannot bear without the help of his Spirit. Knowing this, he can say, Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. You will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus calls us into a personal relationship with him. Let's allow the Holy Spirit, who broods over this broken world, to warm our hearts to Jesus' invitation. Let's pray to Jesus to strengthen us under the yoke of his discipleship. Let's ask the Father to help us understand, as we've never understood before, that we are all his dearly loved children. Amen? Let's pray. Good and gentle God, in the uncertainties of this life, you are the one we can depend upon, the one whose love will never leave us, the one whose peace calms our restless souls, the one whose hope is our confidence the one whose joy causes us to sing, the one who is worthy of our praise. In the uncertainties of this life, you are the one we can depend upon, Father, Son, and Spirit. In the uncertainties of this life, you offer us relationship. You, the one who loves us no matter what, invites us to know you. We accept your gracious invitation to walk with you, to live in you, live and love through us, we pray. Now using the words debts and debtors, 
Let us pray with boldness the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Thanks again for joining me. Don't let these days of change and uncertainty rob you of your joy. With Jesus, we always, always, always have hope because God loves you no matter what. You have heard the gospel. It is for you. God is with you and he is for you. So receive these words of benediction today. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Amen. Amen.